Welcome to the Insight Podcast. This is the first Ask Me Anything episode of the show. The first question comes from Dylan, and that is, what's your biggest realisation from the past year? And I think my one of the biggest realisations I've had this year is trust myself. And that's with regards to both people and what we could call protocols, I suppose, like our, our daily habits. So in terms of feeling, I'm, in terms of people, sorry, um, I'm learning to trust myself in terms of both kind of bad impressions and good impressions that I have of people. Bad impressions, um, kind of trusting myself to realize quickly, is this a person that I want to be giving any more time and energy to? Or are they not? And of course, I can handle that as compassionately as possible. And yeah, step away from that relationship or that um, kind of new introduction as quickly as possible. Um, Yeah, life's too short to be spent wasted on people that are not good for you. So that's one thing. But it also applies to the good side of relationships as well. I'm trying to trust myself more in terms of when I get a good feeling about someone to to lean into that and not kind of be overly cautious, not be overly cautious and try and throw myself into it a little bit more and be a little bit more vulnerable, a little bit more honest with people um, to kind of really strengthen those connections that that mean a lot to me and to, to make some new connections as well, whether that's in person or via social media. But trust myself also applies to protocols as well. So there's a whole load of noise out there on social media, isn't there, about what you should do, how you should start your morning, how you should end the day in the evening, what you should do in the middle of the day, supplements, diet, training, all this kind of stuff. And I think what I'm learning to do is to trust what feels good for me and not worry too much about, uh, you know, with, with the outside influence. Of course, self-experiment I think that's really really important so so learn from people and try lots of different things but then when you find something that you do think is working for you and um, it's making you feel good it's making you feel energetic it's making you feel more present more alive um, more connected then then stick with that and keep doing it and keep doing it and even when you hear that kind of outside influence uh, a friend or maybe someone instagram um you know an influencer on instagram saying oh you should be doing this in your morning actually it's like no no actually th- this is working for me kind of a practical example of that for me is my is in the mornings so I've really tried my best to start my mornings off on a very kind of calm foot and take things easy, maybe read my book, I meditate. Um, And those things are really important to me. But at the same time, there are days when I wake up at five o'clock in the morning and I just feel like I'm ready to go and I'm ready to sit down straight away and start um, writing or start video editing or start doing something. and I think I can remember some mornings where I'd wake up and go, oh, no, no, I need to do this first. And I should really, you know, have my um, herbal drink and, you know, take 10 minutes enjoying that. And then I need to meditate and then I need to um, read a couple of chapters of my book. And so I know, actually, if, if, if you've got that drive and you wake up feeling good, energized and ready to go, then why not just get on it? And when I've trusted myself and done that, um, I've produced like some of the, my best work, I suppose. And, you know, within an hour or two, I feel like I've achieved everything I wanted to achieve in that day because I've just been so focused and on it and ready to go. So 
yeah, number one realization, trust yourself when it comes to people and protocols. There is a second realization, I guess, that, I mean, there's lots over the past year that I could share, but um, these are, I suppose, my my top two that I could think of. Um, the second one is to not beat myself up when I'm getting things wrong in a new situation. So we can do all this self-work, can't we? Um, we can grow in many different areas of our lives, wanting to be more present and, and calm and thinking about the way that we deal with people, whether that's friends, family, colleagues, whatever it is. Um, We can do all this work, but then life will throw something at you and just completely um, blindside you, won't it? And there was part of me, I think a year ago, that was like, oh man, come on, I've, I've done all this work. I should be able to deal with this situation, this particular situation. Like, why am I finding this so difficult? Why can't I just, um, you know, have more upfront and honest conversations with people? Why am I letting certain people bother me so much? And then I think with um, a bit of reflection and and with a bit of coaching as well from my, my good friend, Anilish Satguru, um, I've learned to kind of be a little bit more compassionate with myself in, in, in this regard. So when you're in a new situation that you've never encountered before, of course you don't have the tools necessarily to deal with it and you just might not handle things very well. And I think that's completely understandable. So there's kind of two points to take from that. If you're in a completely new situation, you're finding it tough. Don't beat yourself up, you know, be gentle with yourself um realize this is the first time it's happened to you so of course it's going to be tough and then the second thing is to is is all about connection 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 um like reach out to people and and share what you're going through um and perhaps get advice from them and you're bound to end up you're bound to end up finding someone who is who has been in a similar situation to you aren't you and i'm sure they'll have some some really good advice for you so yeah don't beat yourself up if you're struggling in a new situation um, and reach out to people, get advice, get advice, see if they've been in a similar situation. Um, that could be really beneficial. And that's something that has, has really helped me this year to think about. Okay, next question. Um, of course, there was had to be one about books. <laughs> so this comes from Rosie and Carl. Um, they're asking what books I would recommend, any books that have had a particular impact on me. Um, it's really hard to choose. But there are, there's kind of a top three, I think, that have have really made a difference and that I just think everyone should read. Um, one of them is Stolen Focus by Johan Hari. I think that's a brilliant book. Everyone should read it, especially in this modern age of distraction, social media devices on us 24-7. The second one is Breath by James Nestor. I think... If I had to pick a top one, actually, it would probably be that that one. Um, It's so well written, it's so practical, and it just offers so much. Um, In terms of, it offers so much in terms of simple things. Breathwork is something that is so simple, but could have such a profound effect on your life. Five minutes of breathwork in the morning could could really just make such a difference, um, not just in that moment, but for weeks, months, and years um, down the line. So yeah, that's probably my number one top recommendation. And the third recommendation, I've done this in a bit of a weird way, haven't I? <laughs> Recommending three books. The middle one is the top one. But anyway, the third book that I'd recommend is Why Buddhism is True um, by Robert Wright. That's a fantastic book that 
kind of fuses ancient philosophy, Buddhism with um, the modern science around it as well. It's a really, really good one. And I actually bought that one for my mum for Christmas, Christmas this year and, and she loved it as well. So yeah, Stolen Focus, Johan Hari, um, Why Buddhism is True, Robert Wright and Breath by James Nestor. Uh, another question I had was the best piece of advice I've ever been given and off. I think this is like the realization one. It's just so hard to to choose one thing. I think one of the best bits of advice I've had or the best kind of model I've had, one of the best models I've had in my life is from my mum in terms of exercise. She always kind of, she she runs marathons now. She's a, I've shared this on social media before. She is a mum of five. She's a grandmother of 12 and she's a great grandmother of one. And just I think two weeks ago or last week, I can't remember, she um, ran a marathon and she runs regularly. She's always moving. You know, if she had a choice between getting the car somewhere or walking, she'd always walk. And so that's such a fantastic example to set for me. But But the other part of it is she enjoys it. And when she does a marathon, she has this big beaming smile on your face, you know, on her face. Um, you know, you get the the marathon marathon photos at the end, don't you? Um, running around the course, and every photo of my mum, she's always got this big smile on her face, and she's always talking to people um, as she runs around the course as well. She'll just start chatting to anyone, and I think that's definitely something that I've that I'm trying to emulate more. I still struggle. I think if people saw me in the gym, they'd think like you're not really embodying that Sam at all because I can be quite um, head down focused, um, not really wanting to chat to anyone. And that's because kind of I want to train hard, get my workout done and and get home and put my feet up in front of Netflix kind of thing. Um, But in other aspects, like when I go out for a run, I'm trying to think how could I be more relaxed how could I be more present how could I enjoy myself and how could I put a smile on my face um, as I'm doing it it doesn't have to be this like serious face and like grimacing and like, head down and you know you run past some people don't you and they don't say good morning they don't say hi and I'm kind of like trying to be like my mum who sets such a good example that everyone she runs past it's a big good morning hi how are you that kind of thing and I just think that's um yeah a great way to combine exercise and connection and just positivity so yeah thank you mum for that example that you set for me and the last question from brian is about do i still work full-time in um as a teacher and no i don't work full-time i work four days a week at the moment i work monday to thursday and friday is my kind of podcast social media catching up on things day but also it's a day day for myself as well which is good um so i worked in spain for a couple of years and when I came back from Spain, decided that I wanted to um, work part time. So I came back and I actually did work full time for a good few weeks because when I was looking for a new job back in England, um, one school um, uh, one school knew that I wanted to work part time. But they said, well, come work full time for a couple of weeks. And if it works out, then then, yeah, we can we can look at um, being flexible for you in that way. So I'm very, very grateful for the for the school that I still work at now for what they did in terms of letting me come um, and like give me a chance to work full time. And then I was able to um, actually went down to three days a week for a good while while I was working on some some different projects. But then last year went up to four days a week. I realise I, I am in a very privileged pos- position to be able to work for four days a week. 
but having said that um it's come with some sacrifices as well like um of course in terms of money it means that i just that one day extra a week means i'm not quite earning as much as i could be and so there's always in the back of my mind oh you could go full-time you could go full-time but i think if you have got a a passion that you want to pursue then and you're able to dedicate some time to it then then you should just go for it it does come with sacrifices like i said um you know i can't have all the nice things that I necessarily want. I can't go on holiday and explore as much as I'd like. Um, and the one thing that kind of does really um, cause me is a bit of a source of embarrassment and yeah, not shame. That might be a little bit extreme, but it is something that I, I don't like is that I'm perhaps not able to be as generous as I'd like to be with um, family and with also with also with friends as well. So, you know, most of my friends have children now. I'd love to be, showering them with gifts more often um buying them presents for their birthday and christmas and things i think i could always be more generous i think i could give more to charity all that kind of stuff and it's like i just don't quite have the means to at the moment but i think hopefully it'll pay off in the long term hopefully it'll pay off in the long term we'll see we'll see so my friends are very understanding my family are very understanding and i appreciate them every day and they're always like you know the kids don't need anything more, Sam. Just just show up and play wrestle with them and throw them up in the air and hug them and, and that's all that matters. And so I really appreciate that they kind of give me that time and understanding. And yeah, I've said when I'm rich, I'm going to spoil them like they've never seen. <laughs> right. So that's it. Short and sweet. It's the first Ask Me Anything episode. Maybe it's going to grow from here. We'll see. Thank you for listening. I hope you found that insightful, interesting and Hopefully I can bring you another episode like this soon. Cheers.